This is the Veterinary Project Podcast, episode 28. Welcome to the show created by vets featuring absolutely no pets. This is the Veterinary Project Podcast, hosted by Dr. Michael Bug and Dr. Jonathan Light. Our resident veterinarians have swapped out their stethoscopes in favor of microphones to bring you the Veterinary Project Podcast, a show focused on real conversations aimed to connect this amazing profession full of remarkable people. Through the sharing of collective stories and wisdom and connecting over the many unique challenges we face, we invite you to join our community of veterinary professionals leading intentional lives. And now, here are the hosts of the Veterinary Project Podcast, Dr. Michael Bug and Dr. Jonathan Light. All right, welcome back everyone to another episode of the Veterinary Project Podcast. Jonathan, how are you doing today? Michael, I'm doing pretty well, thank you. That's good. Good to hear. <laughs> uh, we are, we were having a quick little chat about what we were going to banter about. We didn't come up with anything, so we just hit record, and we figured we'll wing it, and we'll see where it goes. So, Jonathan, Valentine's Day was yesterday. How did that go in the Light household? Well, we had a tradition. We started, I think we talked about it yesterday. We have a tradition since 2007 where we do seafood every single Valentine's day. So instead of going out, which we've done a couple of years, we actually tend to make seafood at home, whether that's crab oysters, you name it. We had some bacon wrapped scallops last night. We have a lot of fun doing that. Pull out the bottle of wine. So the kids, they were actually in bed at seven 15 last night. So nice. it was pretty awesome. Turn the lights down, have a nice romantic dinner. It was great. Nice. And seafood is tricky for, for, um, anyone sort of new to the podcast. I live in Saskatchewan. Jonathan lives in Alberta. There is no sea anywhere near us. Um, <laughs> oh. So seafood is not like a staple, right? Like we, I That's didn't grow correct. up certainly with seafood. And I know anytime we try to tackle uh, scallops is one that comes to mind. It turns out like a hockey puck in our house. So, so we've been doing it a number of years. So you go to your tried and tested that you're comfortable with. Uh, but we've definitely had some major failures. There is no doubt about it. We have fun with it. And really at the end of the day, it's just about being together, spending some time. This is something that we look forward to and it's low key, which is totally our style for Valentine's day. It's pretty awesome. Nice. Yes. Okay. And well, then just second, because we're on this, what's the day after Valentine's day? Well, it's family day in family well, day, but I mean, that's province by province, but in Saskatchewan, I think Alberta, Saskatchewan is family day. That's right. And so we have both, um, endured our the wrath of the others when we're on family day and you know we're recording because we love our listeners and the value we're bringing and this is the time we can make happen so we're doing this today on family day while it is minus 20 and getting warmer yeah we're on the way up okay i don't want to go too much more because i know i'm going to be really long on this episode uh we're diving into everything around goal setting and if there is a topic um, a mountain that I am willing to die on, it is probably this. This is one of those topics that I have kind of strong opinions about. Um, so we'll see, Jonathan, it's going to be your task to keep me on track and keep this episode under five hours for our listeners. Uh, but before we dive in, let's hear from you with our quick tip. Quick tip. Okay. Our quick tip today is when you feel that your, your way is the only way, and your thoughts and everything around you is all the same, look to the other side. 
So this for me came really apparent, even though we're in Canada, um, during the recent U.S. election, I found myself going onto. I I would fall under more the liberal side, even though in Canada I'd definitely be a conservative. But I found myself going onto Fox News quite a bit because I wanted to see what the other side looked like. Because when I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, etc., we all know how social media is going to portray things one way, and it's getting more and more that way based on algorithms. This is not me speaking. So my quick tip for today is: when you think your way is the only way. Go check out the other side. Expand your views a little bit because there are some really interesting articles, viewpoints, and very smart ideas on the other side, which don't make don't necessarily make them wrong or right, but definitely expands your view and I believe provides some great education and insight to allow you to form uh, what hopefully is a, a, a fully expanded out opinion or educated thought. So that's my quick tip for today. Don't be afraid to look at the other side. Nice. Yeah, getting the uh, multiple perspectives, very important. Um, you can Especially get, in this day and age. Yeah, tunnel vision. Uh, what do they call it? An echo chamber. That's the word that was, oh. I was looking for, right? You get in your little groups and it's, it's just the same ideas bounce back to you. That's um, right. Okay, well, let's dive in here, Jonathan, into all things around goal setting. Um, I know when we were doing kind of these mini episodes, we just want to share topics we're really passionate about. And for me, I mean, I'm so passionate about this. Kind of coming off of your quick tip, um, maybe I will say the disclaimer. This is just a process that I use. Um, I certainly encourage everyone listening to develop some type of process and it's going to evolve. Um, so I'm happy to share with you today kind of what I do and how I work, work through it. I'm excited because when we got going on this year, you already had 14 pages compared to my two paragraphs. And I think even 14 pages might be a little bit low. So yes, let's get into it. Let's get some value going here. That's okay. what these are all about. Okay. So we're going to, my, my sort of intention here on this one is to, to rip through high level. We'll drop into some of the topics as best as we can, but we simply can't cover it all in in the timeline here. So starting out before I get into the tactical steps, I would say, and this will be kind of the most in your face I'm going to get with our listeners, but I would really challenge them to think about this is you have already made a decision around goal setting, whether you realize it or not, whatever you're doing right now, that's a decision. So if there's things in your life that you are not happy with, and you are doing nothing about those to change them, You've decided to accept them. So is that because of ignorance? Is that because it's not been prioritized? Tell us more about that. Well, I mean, there's a lot in there. Oh, um, totally. You just told me you've made, I, I've already made my choice by not making a choice. Well, that's exact. That's a good way of saying it. Not making a choice is a choice. So, I mean, it could be ignorance. You know, you don't know what you don't know. I know I can only speak, I guess, for myself personally. A lot of it is fear, Right. And so this like framework that I'm using, I didn't have this, I don't even know, four years ago for sure. I was just accepting, you know, it is what it is. I wasn't sort of living intentionally. And so for me, it was fear. You know, when you want to step out of that, it, it can be a scary place. But I mean, it's going to change for everyone. And you are one of the individuals that I know in your quest is 
trying to live as intentionally as possible. For our listeners, what does that mean to you? Yeah. So for me, I mean, in, intentionality is just sort of what guides my actions, right? And I want to be, you know, sort of in control of that as best as I can. Now, there's elements of life that are just blatantly out of our control. And we have to learn to let go of those. But for the portions that we can have control over, I want to be the one driving the bus, right? And so when we get into this, you know, when we look at just life, like think about, you know, how many thoughts you have a day. I don't know the number. It's probably millions of thoughts a day. Um, The world, like Netflix, clickbait, as you said, Fox News and CNN, pick any news channel, whatever you want. Everyone's trying to get your attention and they're trying to tell you how to think and then subsequently how to feel, right? And for me, it was like, okay, I have to pull myself out of that. We humans mostly operate like, I think the stat is like up to 90% unconsciously, right? And so what I want to do is with that 10% of the time where I'm consciously aware, I want to hyper-focus and try to expand that. To be honest, I just got pissed off living my life in that 90%, which unknowingly to me was being controlled by all the other stuff out there. It wasn't, well, it was my decision. I didn't know it at the time, but this, that's coming back to how we started. So anyway, you've already got me rambling. So good. I like what I'm trying to go with. This is getting people sort of turned on to the idea and curious about this the idea of setting goals. Most people do not set goals. I think the stat is like 95% of the population does not. Of those that do, most people do not write them down, right? And at the time of us recording this in February, I would venture a guess that the vast majority of all New Year's resolutions are just dead in the water, right? So the goal is get intentional and then carry that forward. And I would say to anyone like listening, the the time is going to pass anyway. Like 10 years from now, it will be 2031. So it's where do you want your life to be, right? We're going to get there anyway. You may as well be in control and have a say on that. Um, And so let's dive in. The first step that I would say or that I use in my process is visualizing. So visualizing is just basically dreaming, like giving yourself permission to get inspired. Anything is on the table, like remove all all limits. And are you, when you're visualizing, are you visualizing in a certain area of your life, broad sense overall, how do you do it? And what do you recommend? What I would recommend is don't overthink it. Like step one is just anything, wherever your thoughts go, remove any limits and any constraints. In in one of our episodes, one of my quick tips was to remove the word how, right? You do not need to know how it's just if, if you had Aladdin's lamp and you got to rub it and anything you want comes out of there, what would that be, right? Another primer I'll often give to people is if money was no object and you could not fail, whatever you write on that piece of paper will come true. What would you write? And write that. Don't even give it that much thought. Just let the pen start flying. No organization to it at this point. Where, where I differ, because you'll often hear people talk about smart goals. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, yep, we're right in the middle of it right now. Yep. And we will get there. 
But at this stage in the process, throw all of that out. All you're focusing on right now is the feeling, okay. right? We it's don't not even the stickiness of what's sticking. It's just taking it out of your head, putting it on paper. Yes. And I would, I, I would say really, really focus on the feeling. So I'm going to give, I'll give a quick example to hopefully this makes sense. Um, you know, one of my goals often was something along the lines of, uh, you know, live in Hawaii or vacation in Hawaii. And then the more you think about that, it's like, okay, well, why is that appealing? And it's all the feelings that are attached with it. You know, you're in Hawaii, it's hot, it's warm, the sand is beneath your feet, you're probably less stressed because you're on vacation, you know, you're, you're maybe you get to sleep in more, you're well rested. It's all of those feelings is, is what draws you to it. Now, when I write Hawaii on the piece of paper, I'm writing Hawaii because I really haven't been that many places in the world. I've been to Hawaii. I've been to Australia. I've been in like, those, those are my hot destinations that I get to choose from because that's my limited ability of experience. So what I'm saying is do not even get specific because what if I like Costa Rica better? I don't know because I've never been there. But if I'm visualizing just the feeling of, you know, being on a beach somewhere and the sun is shining down on me, you know, Costa Rica might actually be a better fit for me than Hawaii. So that's an example I use where just hone in on the feeling, not the specifics. Okay. Okay. So I would call those like, as you're journaling this, those are your like BHAGs, right? Like big, hairy, audacious goals. Um, let them all fly out on paper. And to do this, you really want to spend some time. This is not a one hour process, like carve out some time and space, go somewhere that inspires you. That's going to be person by person. Um, you know, if it's the mountains, if it's near the ocean, maybe you're a city dweller and you like the hustle and bustle of downtown, go downtown, whatever speaks to you. For me, it's nature. Um, so I know I would try to get outside, go on long walks, write some of my vision, let it sit for a week and then revisit it. I mean, I took like, I take over a month when I'm dropping all of this down and then you constantly build on it. And for someone that's never done this before, what, is there any advice from when you were starting compared to what you do now? Anything um, change? I mean, with practice, you get better at not limiting yourself right? It's like kind of human nature when we're, when you're early in this, even if you're unaware of it, you're probably limiting your thinking. Cause you'll, you'll start writing. You'll be like, Oh, I could never accomplish that. I'm not, I'm not even going to write it down. Cause if someone reads this, that's embarrassing, right? It takes time to just let the guard down, let the filters off. Um, so I would say just have no judgment. You know, if you're starting out, re release all judgment, it's judgment free, this exercise. So now you've got them on paper. What do you do next? Okay. So now we have to start getting, you know, a little more realistic, right? We were in dreamland before everything goes. Now we're going to start sorting that out. So how, what I mean by sorting is I just grab the concepts and I drop them into different, uh, like I call them like pillars or gardens in your life, right? Like health, finance, relationships, environment, your work or your career, just categorizing them. Right. And you're, you'll find a lot of things overlap and that's fine, but just put them wherever you think they fit. Um, and then once I've sorted them, I go through different exercises 
where I'll just rank them out of 10, right? So, and, and we're ranking them for different things. So one to 10, how likely do I think it is that I can accomplish this in the next six months? So for example, I'll, I'll use my running goal, my um, run a 10K in under 40 minutes. How likely is it that I can accomplish that in the next six months? For me, it's like, oh man, that's kind of down in the five. Like I've never ran before. 10 would mean it's 100% you're going to accomplish this, right? So I just kind of rank them. It's gut answer. There's no right or wrong. One to 10 burning desire, right? How much do you want this? Like how bad out of 10 do you want it? Because you're going to find, you'll write some stuff down. And then when you come back and revisit it, you'll be like, you know what? That actually doesn't speak to me. You know, like I, I thought it did, but now that I, you know, let it sit, that's, that's not for me. So once I kind of map those out, what I'm looking for is what can I pull out of that list that I'm going to focus on in the next quarter, right? Over the next 12 weeks. And the reason I want those, those, that list is if something, if I rank something a one out of how likely can I accomplish it? So let's say one of your goals is to write a book and you haven't written one single word. How likely is it that you're going to have a book written and edited and published in the next six months? It's, it's pretty Zero low. Out of 10. Yeah. So you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. So you know that that goal has to be broken down right? So you can put that down the line and start working towards it. Maybe you start writing, you know, a hundred words a day, a thousand words a day, whatever it is. But until that goal is at least within striking distance, it doesn't go on my like hot burner focus list, right? So what I'll do then, which is kind of step three is I pull goals out of that list for the next quarter. And so I follow the principle of the 12 week year. So it's a book. It's a great book. If anyone uh, hasn't read it, the, the entire premise of it is you, you treat that quarter. So for me, January, February, March is the entire year. Every week is one month, right? And so I pulled 10 goals forward and that's all that I'm focusing on in January, February, and March. So knowing that you've pulled that so that it's like one week sprint, so to say, what happens when life gets in the way? We will get there. Okay. I, I, sorry, I don't want to go down the tangent because nope. there's so many tangents here, but I will definitely cover that because that happens. Um, the point of pulling these forward and then dropping them into this 12-week year is getting some urgency to your goals right? Because we, we all know when we have, I guess, sort of dreams, but we don't, we don't set anything tangible around them. Nothing really happens. Like humans are wired for complacency, right? Another kind of resource that, that helped in crafting all this for me is the book Outwitting the Devil. Um, the, the punchline of that book is that the devil's like um, greatest sin or, or the wool that's pulled over humans' eyes is leading a life of complacency right? Not stepping into what they can do, what they desire, what their potential is. Um, so I use that to just sort of supercharge, you know, some, so that, that sense of urgency under me. And then I'll just, a, a quick tangent on this is, and actually, I don't, I don't know how this will work out because we, uh, we didn't plan for this, Jonathan, but no, let's, hear let's, it. let's do a quick little exercise. I want you, Jonathan, and the listeners, uh, to picture someone, I'm not going to give you any information about this person, 
Um, but they're just sort of a bit restless, right? Like they're, they're sort of shuffling side to side, you know, maybe they're, they're clenching their fists a little bit, um, you know, just kind of seem uneasy to, to your eye when you're looking at them. Tell me what that person is thinking. What would be, what come, what's your gut answer on this? Uh, I'm not sure which way my wave best way for it is. Okay. Uh, everything looks more difficult than it should be. Okay. So that person that I just described could be someone on Christmas morning that is so excited that they just can't wait. Maybe it's a toddler that's told they can't come out of their room until the clock hits 6 a.m. and it's 5.59 and they're just sitting at the door raring to go, like ready to rip that door down because they're so excited. Or it could be someone that's heading into a huge final that they didn't really prep as much as they think they should have for, right? And it's the, the, the professor's handing out the tests and it's not quite on their desk yet and they're just sort of waiting for it. And my, my point of that is physiologically, the feelings of like excitement and nervousness and like even anxiety can feel the same. The major difference is going to be the story we tell ourselves around those events. So when I talk about getting some urgency, the reason I kind of wanted to dive into this mm -hmm. example is your, and this goes back to visualizing what you write down and what you're striving for has to speak to you. Because if you're striving for things that don't speak to you, turning up this urgency dial is just going to make you feel anxious. Gotcha. Because you're not, you're not doing them for you, right? You're forcing it. You're doing it to please someone else. You're doing it for some other reason. And you're, it's going to be counterproductive because you're going to be sitting there feeling anxious, right? But if you're doing it for you, you're the kid on Christmas morning that is just so excited to go. So I don't know if that lands for people, but it's really important that you're setting these to be in flow with what you want. I like it. Okay. As opposed to anybody else or outside influence, et cetera. Okay. So once I've got kind of, for me, I set 10, I have 10 quarterly goals here for, for Q1, 2021. And those, and, and just to be sure those spread over the different categories, which you described earlier, correct? Health. Yeah, mostly um, for me, and this will evolve um, with time. It's person by person, different categories will come into and out of focus, right? Like you and I yes. talk about seasons oh, yeah. of life all the time. Yep. For me, mostly health is always number one. Um, and I know some listeners, you may hear that and think, man, Mike is a selfish guy. My rationale behind that is if I'm not healthy, I can't show up for Rosalie and Riley. I can't show up in my businesses. Um, you know, so you, you have to stay healthy to perform. So for me, I will always have health and I will always have my relationship with Rosalie and Riley, like those are unmovable, but business career environment, those things kind of come and go depending on what I'm focusing on. So from that, I will set up sort of a weekly, um, I guess, agenda where my mentor called it the Sunday system for success. And so this is very key. Rosalie and I will meet every Sunday and map out the whole week, right? Like what does Monday look like? Who's, who's dropping Riley off at daycare? Who's bathing Riley? Drop all of these tasks in, drop any meetings in, 
Um, you know, all the big ticket things for me, that's my workouts, right? I know what workouts I'm doing all week long in advance. I know which days I'm, I'm taking rest days, anything that needs to be discussed. We do a, like a family finance budget update every Sunday, you know, how much money's left in the grocery budget for February, right? Kind of figure all that out. And so somebody that's listening from the outside as an example, me, like we don't do Sunday meetings. Yep. We haven't. So we've got our goal setting. We've got our, and, and we're on a monthly basis where we'll sit down and sometimes being very frank, sometimes it goes to every two months. Mm-hmm. Life gets in the way or by the time we sit down, it's already the seventh of the month, which is too late. For somebody who's not done this, how the heck do you even start this? And really, Mike, are you, and this is just to be very clear, are you 100% every Sunday? No, we are not. That's good. I want the listeners to hear that too. Cause sometimes when you're talking about that, I'm like, Holy hell, I'm never going to be able to live up to this. Yeah. And I will get in like, like I, I want to spend a good amount of time on being gentle with yourself. Yes. Right. So when you say you've never done this, where do you start? You know, my answer is always like, you start where you are. Like I've, we've been doing this now for whatever, three or four years. It, it doesn't need to, it's not going to start right here, right? Like even if your Sunday meeting is with yourself and you just sit down for two minutes and think, hey, what do I got coming up this week ahead, right? You know, what's going on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, anything I need to be aware of, you know, any, any big like tripping hazards. Um, and what you'll find, at least for me, is you, you almost get addicted to it because it's so efficient. Like it, this sounds like this is a time consuming exercise. It is not. This is a time finding exercise, right? Cause you start bundling your, your, your tasks together, right? I know, well, I got to go to the lawyer on Thursday. So why would I go drop this document off on Monday? I'll just do it when I'm there on Thursday. I like, guess a weird example, but you start bundling tasks and for veterinarians listening, uh, decision fatigue is something that runs rampant in our industry. And if you want to talk about ways to just hack decision fatigue, this, this is it because I don't have to think once we're into the week. I don't, I don't need to know. I, I look up, okay, Monday I'm running 5k Friday's my rest day. I've already thought of, I don't need to know, right? Yeah. It's so already you can use those there. decisions for other areas in your life as they come up. Yeah. Once you're into the week, yeah then you're just rolling, right? So then I'll, I'll drop into, so the, the point of the week is just to set up your days. Now, day by day, this is really where the magic of everything exists because that's all you have, right? Like dreaming is easy because you just, you get to sort of fantasize about, about this, this event or this thing, but you don't actually have to do the work, right? In that moment, the daily tasks is what will sort of make your dreams become a reality or not, right? And so that's so where, break. You, yeah, you have to get down to that. So for me, a life-changing, and I don't, I don't throw that around um, very often, a life-changing switch for me was The Miracle Morning. So The Miracle Morning is a book by Hal Elrod. It's not the book that's life-changing, it's implementing what's in the book, which is a very, very big distinction, right? Because I know Huge a lot. Distinction. Yeah. <laughs> a lot going on right now with all the podcasts and learning and virtual, et cetera, and listening. 
as opposed to as you're about to speak to doing. Yeah. And so the, the miracle morning is, is really about owning your morning. And I mean, you can go very in depth as, as, and do everything it says in the book, or you can create your own. It, it really doesn't matter. The whole point is when you wake up in the morning, you set your intention for how you're going to carry out your day, right? And it just sets the tone. So for me, I have it in front of me. I have a checklist. That's how my brain works. If you're not a checklist person, don't use a checklist, right? Whatever works for you. And I just go through quickly, you know, what's my intention like in health? Like, am I drinking alcohol today, right? What I find is, you know, if the intention is going to lead your action, right? And if I say, no, there's no reason, like I, there's no reason I would be drinking alcohol today. There we go. It's already set up. Now, when we get to supper time, you know, I already know. No, I said, I'm not going to, so I don't need to. Now, this is where you need to be gentle with the process. It was just Valentine's Day. There is absolutely nothing wrong with waking up on Valentine's morning and saying, you know what? We're going out for a nice supper and I'm going to have two glasses of wine. I'm going to have chocolate dessert. I might even have two desserts. I don't know. That's totally fine. The whole point is just be intentional with it. And then when we're looking at this and you said, do, you, do you, I hit every Sunday? Absolutely not. The, the magic here is you do not need to be 100%. You don't even need to be anywhere close to 100%, right? We are not going for perfection here, which again, will be a big relief to veterinarians. You know, the, the saying is you become what you think, think about and do most of the time. So as long as more often than not, you're, you're doing the things that you intend, you will be fine. Right? So, so when you, okay. Uh, so then I'll jump to the other side. When you fall off that figurative cliff, mm-hmm. And you're a couple weeks out and you're like, shoot, I haven't done my Sunday system. What is your brain telling yourself and how do you get back on track? Yes. So to be very, very honest, this was an area that I really struggled with because, um, you know, I'm a, I, I'm a sort of hold myself to a high standard and beat myself up a lot if I quote unquote fail. So what I've done is I build in like a ton of forgiveness in my goals. Any, anyone listening to me right now is probably like, holy man, this guy is probably like just rigid and there's no room for flexibility. And it's like, absolutely not. I allow myself the ability to miss some workouts, right? Because yeah. what I found is let's, let's say I set a goal. I'm making these numbers up to have uh, 250 workouts in a year or no, I'm going to work out every day in January. That's the goal. Well, what happens January 15th, you miss a workout. You just blew it apart. Human nature is going to be like, well, I've already messed up. So why even bother picking it back up? That was 75 hard last year, right? You, you, 75 you know, hard right there. And it's like, so what for me, I, I build in tons of breaks where from it, it resets every week in my like goal planning, you know, if you mess up, whatever that week's come and gone short memory, move on. But the real magic is going back to your visualization and the feeling. So anytime I'm in a rut or I get bounced off a little bit, um, you know, to be honest, I've fallen off my running habit. I, I mean, my excuse, which it is an excuse is it's been very cold. 
right? But when I want to get back on it, I go to that, what I wrote out about visualization and I read it because it's so inspiring to me that it's like, I want that. So for me in my health garden, what I wrote down and what I visualized, and it's kind of funny. Um, I was having a bit of troubles putting, putting words to it. And I was on Instagram and then I found myself on a running page. And then I found this, saw this dude, I don't even know his name. And I, I purposely didn't look up his name because I don't want to know his name. Um, and he was running with his kids in a stroller. Right. And I was like, bang. I was like, this is exactly it. I was like, I want to be the dad that's running with Riley in the stroller and running with Rosalie down by the river. That inspires me. I don't, I don't know how big his biceps are. I don't care. I don't know how much he can lift. That doesn't matter to me. It's the feeling, right? And this is what I mean about how it courses multiple gardens because that's the health garden. That's my relationship garden, right? Like that's how, how you show up in your lifestyle. So when you feel stuck, you go back to step one and you reread what you, what you had dreamt of. And if that truly inspires you, it will propel you back into action. Nice. Right. Very if, nice. It, if it doesn't, that's, that's a clue also, right? Like if you are truly stuck in a rut and everything you said that you thought you wanted uh, isn't inspiring you, maybe you should revisit. Cause again, there's no right or wrong. Just cause I said what I want. I want to be the uh, guy that runs by the river. That doesn't mean our listeners need that. It can be something totally different. Excellent. Okay. And so the other piece to this daily sort of um, intention is I will set. So apart from my health habits and my relationship, cause remember I said, those are immovable. They show up every day. The only other thing that shows up there is my number one priority. Now, your number one priority for the day must come from those goals you set, your 12-week goals, right? This is the one task that you are focusing on for that day, and it has to move you closer to achieving one of your goals, right? Now, this is easier said than done because- I, like, and it, it still hits me. I'll write that down. I'll get in my office. My inbox will be full. People will be calling me. You've said it a few times. Life gets in the way. Life will just keep coming at you. Right. And so the key to this whole process is it gives you a roadmap of what you are pursuing and what you are trying to go after, but it also tells you what you say no to. Because if it's not on that list, it's a no. So hard to do. This is, this is very challenging, right? And I know in the veterinary community, um, you know, setting boundaries, this can be a, like th- these things. This is what I'm saying where this is a process because I'm, I'm sort of spitting all these things out like it's easy. Okay, I just won't do that. And it's like, well, wait until you're in it and your phone is blowing up and people are leaving you voicemails. And it's like, it is very hard, but I think we touched on this in our episode with Carrie. It is really important to figure out the difference between things that are hard and things that do not serve you, right? So as we're working through this, even though it's challenging, you're working towards things that, that you desire deeply and it is serving you tremendously, right? But 
if you are going through this process and you find, you know what, that goal that I wrote down just doesn't do it for me anymore, drop it, right? There's no point hanging on to dead weight, right? At any point, if, some, if your life situation has changed, it's fine to cross something off the list and move on. And because you create a lot of quarterly goals, Mike, how often and or what percentage of your goals would you say you end up dropping? Oh, I haven't. That's a good question. I should track that. I mean, I don't know, 25%. I'm, I'm kind of guessing here. But, you know, as my life changes, because you don't know what you don't know. No. Right. And sometimes you'll change. Things do change. Things evolve. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like a good example, last year, I had goals around how much real estate I wanted to buy. COVID hit and I threw all of them out because it just made no sense. Like to push forward just to put a check mark on the piece of paper was foolish. So I crossed them off and I was like, well, that's not happening. And I felt great about it. Right. So this is, you, you had mentioned kind of earlier and I said, we'll come back to that. It's you really need to give yourself a lot of grace and flexibility with this, right? When I'm saying this, this probably sounds really intense, right? But there, there's lots of room for flexibility. All right. I okay. like it. So I've got one question for you or another question for you. Yeah. You do your run, which you're going to. I have full faith that you're going to get there and you're going to hit your target. Yeah. Are you creating another target before you finish that target? Are you going into a little slump time afterwards? How do you set up for the next? Okay. I think I understand your question. So, you know, once I hit the run target, for me, I don't have a target after my run because I'm going to reassess how I feel. Um, So leading up to that, my quarterly goal in the health category has nothing to do with my run because that's too far away. It's not on my radar yet. Like I went for a run and I'm barely under 60 minutes. It's like, I'm not shaving 20 minutes off in three months. Right. So I have another health goal. It's like on the assault bike, it's a cardio goal. When I hit that goal, I'll be closer. So remember how we rank them one to 10, right? My running for this quarter, my belief in my ability to hit that goal was very low. So it's, it's, it's down the road. And once I, once I hit a few more health goals, when I go back and do my quarterly review, my belief in being able to hit that run goal is going to keep going higher and higher and higher. And as soon as it hits kind of that like seven, eight range, that, then it becomes my quarterly goal, right? So that's like another key. I was going to kind of save this, this key to the end, but it fits in so well right now. I would say, you know, when you're setting these, it's, all about who you want to become. So for me, it's coming back to that, that dude I saw on Instagram. I want to become the dad that's running down by the river with my kids. Right. And I set, I set a time to it because I do believe as we get to this level of depth, you do need that smart, right? Like it has to be specific and measurable, but if I do not hit my goal, I am not going to lower my standard. I'm just going to adjust the timeline. Okay. Right. So you're going to keep it timely. You're just going to change that timeline. Yeah. So, yep. so, you know, give yourself some grace around the timing of things. Um, you know, it's, it's still going to happen. I just might take a few more months than I, than I thought I would. Awesome. And 
Do you have any rewards for yourself that you put down in your goals when you do achieve them? Is there anything there from a reward or, you know, we talk a lot about the pros and the cons of hitting rewards. Yeah. So, you know, I'll go on a bit of a tangent here in my process with this. I used to be very rigid with this. I would set a weekly reward and a weekly consequence. Uh, consequence. That's sort of. Yeah. And the consequences, to be honest, were sometimes just outright ridiculous. You know, like, um, like go do a snow angel and film it and put it on Facebook. Like just something, you know, kind of embarrassing and, and a bit outlandish, something to like push you. And I've, I've completely gotten away from that because I find, I, I didn't find it as valuable. So this kind of goes back to my, my example when I talked about like anxiety versus being in flow. And so I found in those situations, number one, I wouldn't set goals that actually were moving me forward because I was too scared of not hitting them and having to do the stupid consequence that I would intentionally aim low. Just to make sure you hit. Just to make sure I hit it, right? So I was limiting, I was limiting myself unknowingly. When I first yes. started, I was like, this is brilliant. I'm going to hit all my goals. But what actually happened, unintended consequence was I just started aiming so low that I couldn't fail and I made no progress. So great. That's a right. great comment. Yeah. So I completely scrapped that. So I do not have co consequences anymore to a missed goal, right? And then what I'm finding now is it allows me way more space to like get inspired, dream big, because I know I'm going to be gentle on myself um, if I don't quite hit it. Excellent. What about sharing goals? So I know we're coming to the end here, but are you a believer in keeping goals to yourself, sharing them for accountability? How does that look from your perspective? For me personally, I am a 1000% believer in sharing your goals. Um, I mean, and that's going to be person by person and it's, it's maybe even goal by goal. You may have some really personal goals that you want to keep to yourself. Um, but accountability is a, is a massive piece of this. And I will say that ultimately we all want to get to a place where our internal accountability is just so great and so strong that we don't need any form of external accountability, but we're human. And, you know, I don't know, I don't know necessarily of anyone that I've ever met that is just on that much. So external accountability, coaching, masterminds, that is, that is what we must have, right? And when we think about it, I was thinking about, you know, even this, this sort of chat that we're having uh, for all the veterinarians listening, like whether you knew it or not, you've had coaching, right? We, you called them professor. That is the only difference. But your entire vet school journey, you had coaches by your side supporting you holding you accountable, right? You have to write some tests and whatnot. And when we think about it, like again, using breaking goals down, you would never walk into vet school on day one and jump into the Navli and be like, I'm going to challenge this test and I'm going to pass it and I'm going to be a vet. It's just not going to happen, right? On a scale of one to 10, it's zero out of 10 for belief in yourself. So set a different goal. Okay. I'm going to get through year one. I can get through year one, right? And with that support network, you probably formed study groups that, that you had that is what helps get you through. So kind of long-winded way of saying, I share my goals. I encourage others to do the same. Um, we're, we're filming this on a Monday. 
every Monday, almost for two years now, I have a standing Zoom meeting with a group of guys. There's seven of us. Uh, the other six of them actually all live in the States. And we go through this. I have on my desk, I have their goals for the quarter. Everyone submitted them. And that's what we hold each other accountable to every week. Pretty awesome. Yep. Pretty awesome, Mike. And it's something that, you know, from the outside, uh, my goal setting is nowhere near as tight as yours. Uh, and it's something that I always look up to and uh, appreciate also from where you've come from, because you've done a lot of reading, learning, educating, and have been um, both transparent, but you've been very conscious in your evolution when it comes to global setting over the last, last number of years. Yeah. Something that I hope is, is helpful for a lot of listeners on here. And we didn't even get in some of the details and weeds that I know Mike would love to. Well, I mean, and that's just it. Like each, literally each topic that we skimmed on, I could, we could go into for like an hour or two on those. Um, you know, when I look at all of this, it is like, don't be intimidated by it. Start where you are, right. And make it, uh, you know, achievable, and attractive to you. So I use health a lot because I mean, everyone can relate to health. Yes. Um, you know, if you haven't done much, um, you know, health wise, anyone it's can hard. go for a five minute walk. That's possible, right? Like if you're in a wheelchair, you can go for a, like a five minute wheel, like anything, right? It's all around the intention that you're just setting and then build off of it, right? You got to start somewhere. So don't be intimidated by it. Um, you know, the other components I want to kind of, as we're wrapping up here is constantly go back to it and review, you know, lots of times people will drop all these ideas down at new year's and then forget about them. Now you're already actually far further ahead than most people by putting in the effort at new year's time, but just keep it going, you know, pull that out. I, I do it multiple times a week, but that's, that's probably excessive, but you know, weekly or monthly keep it top of mind. Because as you said, when life starts coming at you, it's easy to forget. Right. You know, and then the last piece for me with goal setting, um, you know, obviously I want to achieve my goals when I, when I set them, but it's more about the person you become in the process. So to be honest, well, I, I'll care. It'll bug me, but I'll just move the timeline out. If I don't hit my, my uh, 40 minute running goal, if I come and say I'm 41 minutes, I'll move the timeline. I'll try again, but I will be miles and miles and miles ahead of the person I was before I even attempted it. Right. So I really encourage like when we're, when you're doing a goal setting um, process, whatever your process is, you are not competing with anyone else in the world, right? This is, this is you and your journey. And it's just all about, you know, kind of becoming like a better person closer to what you had written down back in step one of who you wanted to become. Love it. Appreciate all the insights today and very much hope that people take value of it. I know I do. Yep. Yeah, I sure hope there's value there. Um, you know, as I said, right off the hop, this, this is one of the topics that I absolutely love. So if anyone wants to dive deeper, if they have questions, if they want to reach out, I love chatting about this. Um, feel, feel free to do so. Wicked. 
Thanks for going at it today. Appreciate it. Any final words before we finish off for the day? No, you know, I, I just would say, I really hope people give this some thought and you know, like the only thing that I, that needs to come out of this is that people pause and hopefully decide to live an intentional life. Thank you for listening to the Veterinary Project Podcast. As a recap, on behalf of our hosts, the Veterinary Project Podcast will be releasing new episodes weekly. So be sure to tune in as we bring you more conversations aimed at helping you enjoy a life well lived. If you enjoyed what you heard on the show and you want to stay in the know, please like, love, and or subscribe to the podcast on the listening platform of your choosing, as we're available on all the usual suspects. If you know of others that may benefit from these conversations, we'd love it if you please share the show with them, as this will help us grow our community to reach more and more veterinary professionals. Speaking of which, if you are a veterinary professional and would like to get connected with more like-minded individuals who are joining us on this journey, please send an email to theveterinaryprojectpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll invite you to be a part of our private Facebook group general feedback, requests for information, or perhaps requests to be a guest on the show can also be sent to the Veterinary Project Podcast at gmail.com. Dr. Michael Bug and Dr. Jonathan Light, thank you for listening to the show, and we'll catch you again next week for another episode of the Veterinary Project Podcast. Bye for now. Bye for now.